0: Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together.
1: Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader podcast. My name is Kirby Wood, the group's pastor and host for this discussion. And today I have with me our community pastor and lawn john expert, John Thomas.
0: That's me, lawn john expert. If you have no idea what Kirby is (laughs) talking about, you're driving, you're thinking, what what is that all about? Well, I get to host the wonderful outdoor venue that is the lawn, week in and week out here at Mariners Irvine. And so that is my self-titled nickname lawn john so anytime you see me high five me i'll I'll take it i love it
1: yes and we love that but john also helps support all of our ministries engage in some really incredible courses and the one that we were able to just kick off was deep dive how is deep dive been going john
0: yeah amazing the theology and the mission of god that brand new deep dive course where we know that many of your life groups are attending either live in person some of you are doing that online and, and doing that at home with your with your life. It's really been amazing. It's a substantial course for us right now. We really believe that what we think about God informs everything about ourselves, how we see the world around us. So this is a great course looking at the core doctrines of Christian faith. And we've been so encouraged by many of you that are engaging it. We have just over 1100, which is incredible across all the different avenues to go through the through this course that are learning more about who he is and impacting their worship. So God's doing great stuff.
1: Yes, thanks so much, John. We love hearing all about that. And so for you Life Group Leaders, I want to just help clarify for you the incredible um, curriculum and and resources we are able to offer. And so if you are walking alongside us with this Big Problems, Bigger God, you are engaging in sermon-based content. And we love that. We're at week six here, coming to the end. But we also always have additional options if you're not doing sermon-based content. We have tons of incredible courses, including Deep Dive. And so Deep Dive is actually now available on demand for you and your group if you would like to start come the end of this um big problem bigger god um sermon aligned content so that's an option for you as you look to the future or maybe come um later in your group's um uh, own path and own rhythms so but for this week for those of you who have been following along we're at the last week of this incredible incredibly relevant teaching series john how has the teaching series been landing with you
0: Yeah, it's been so good. I mean, we're obviously addressing many of the issues that they're not just um, theoretical. There are issues that we all individually wrestle with and certainly are represented in your group. And so I just love the thoughtfulness of our teaching team, our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, I know he often talks about when we look at our sermon series planning that we're looking at three different avenues. You know, we're looking at the text, we're looking at topical things, and we're looking at moments of theology And then, of course, all those intersect around the text, and and this one certainly does. We're looking at things that are topical, anxiety, what do we do when we feel overwhelmed, and then what does the text say about that? How are we supposed to live in in light of what Scripture calls us to? So each week has been really um, relevant. Accessible and I think encouraging, and I'm hoping that it's fostered some good conversations within within your groups.
1: Yes, well, that is our hope as well. I love hearing that, John. I I also think topical ones, our topical series, are really helpful when you're thinking about inviting a friend, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I know we have another topical series coming up in January that I think will actually be really helpful as we think about inviting people. But of course, church is always a great invitation, regardless sure. of what we're studying and going off of. But we have another series coming up that we'll get to share more come the end of this podcast. So with us until the very end, but let's go ahead and dive in to this um, life group discussion this week. So the sermon this weekend has been over the concept or the title, I am bored, but God is thrilling. What are some of your first reactions as you think about that, John?
0: <laughs> Man, it's a great statement, and it's one that I think we have to dig into a little bit. Like, what, is, what does that mean? I mean, I think we understand what it means that God is thrilling, that he... Has an incredible adventure for us that he doesn't just save us and seal us, and you know we hit the eject button and go to heaven. It's like no, we have an adventure. His mission to live out in the here and now, and what an incredible mission! There's no greater thing that we can give our life to than advancing the kingdom, in and through the ways that we we live for him. Uh, but I am bored. But God is thrilling. Like well, what is that? What is that getting? What is that getting at? If God is that thrilling, and He is, then why do we often experience? Maybe this sense of apathy or even boredom as we're as we talked about this last week and what's the birthplace of that and how do we uh, flesh that out when it, when we're called to live this adventurous life before the kingdom so it's a great statement it's one that i I, I feel the tension in. I'm sure your, your groups are going to feel the tension in as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know even as I read through this, you know, the overview here, and even as you as leaders kind of refresh yourself before you head in to that life group discussion, you'll remember the tension that is there. Boredom being a sin that's leading to other sins and patterns in our life. But God is thrilling. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He invites us on this journey. And so there's almost like this paradoxical yeah. approach as we are now stepping into new freedom, wanting to see that thrilling, but sense the Sin in our own hearts—that's pulling us towards boredom right. and all kinds of things. I think
0: you're, you're going to talk about that, even that statement in your groups. Yeah. Boredom is a sin. Right. That's one that I have to have to read. I'm like, wow, what what does that mean? What does that look like? Like I've heard it often said that you know, boredom, uh, boredom is maybe the birthplace of sin. Shit. The whole idle hands, you know, yeah. the endlessly scrolling social media, Netflix, like giving yourself towards um, th- things that aren't meaning meaningful. Often in those places is where. Um, sin can creep in. But to say that boredom is a sin is an interesting one. And I'm, I'm thinking, it, you know, in, in some sense, it's it's a form of idolatry. Sure. Any, anything that takes our first place, anything mm-hmm. that robs us away from the adventure of living for him is is, in effect, a form of idolatry. And boredom can be, yeah. in a sense, a, a form of idolatry, where we're giving ourselves towards lesser things, mm-hmm. whether that's just pleasure sinking, detachment, whatever it is, and we're missing out on what God has for us. And anytime that we miss out, that's what sin is, right? Missing out. Missing out. Missing the mark. Not hitting it where God wants us to. Anytime that we're missing that mark, that is a place where the enemy enemy comes in. So kick around that conversation though in your groups though and get different kind of thoughts and opinions about it, but wrestle through that well um, as we did this weekend I was hearing this great
1: message. Yeah. Life group leaders, feel confident to wrestle with that, just as JT was saying. I totally agree. But as we jump into this first little question here that we want to, you know, hopefully you'll get to that tension there. Maybe that comes up right from the top after what you've heard from the sermon, or maybe you'll you'll kind of re-remember the message as you guys start this conversation. So the first question being, who is a celebrity you would like to switch lives with? Such a fun and silly question. Kirby, tell us. I, that's so, that's so, it's a tricky one because, you know, as a, I I hate to be like the Christianese answer, but as I think through, like, it's like anyone I I initially go to, I'm like, oh, well, but they don't know the Lord. So you're like, oh crap. But you know, I I will say I am a big Justin Bieber fan. And so if I could be his wife, who she does know the Lord, I believe, um, that would be really fun. But she's, I I don't know. That's kind of where I go is like somewhere with, you know, silly, fun life. But what do you think the board this question is trying to get out of the group?
0: Yeah, I think it's getting to us to think about um, the ways that we look outside of ourselves, the ways that we think, man, other people have great adventurous lives, and we look around, and, and that's a luxury to even do that in our Western society, right. to, to look at the lives of others, because sometimes we have time, we have space, and, and in those spaces, what can happen is we could be drawn towards th- thinking, other people have better things than right. me, and If I was only this, them, and there, then I would be this kind of a person. And so it's getting us to open up to this idea of how do we fill that space? And what are we wanting to fill that space space with? So. Absolutely. A great
1: question. Yeah, it really is. And it, like we say, you might think these lean-in questions are silly, but they really are intentional with hoping to get people in the right headspace as they think about the deeper questions that we'll jump into here in a little bit. So as we look down at God's Word, and you'll read, hopefully aloud, Romans 11, 33-36, and you'll ask your group, what stands out to you about the way this passage describes God? And let me tell you, I hope that those in your group just see straight up from some of these incredible um, adjectives here unsearchable untraceable who has been his counselor just lots of these more descriptive things about God that they will sense his boundlessness his majesty his his incomprehensibleness Um, and we really hope that you'll see that what else do you kind of think that we hope we'll see groups will point out
0: yeah and I think that's really good I think that there is a sense of Man, returning to the wonder Hmm. of what it means to be sealed and a follower of Jesus. Like, you, you know, it's so easy that we can get in routine. We can take for granted the greatest story that's ever been told. The fact that Jesus embodies us by his Holy Spirit, that we've been commissioned by him. I mean, my goodness, there's nothing greater than that. But we can take that for granted. We can become routine in the way that we follow him. And I love what this passage is calling out in us like, man, Look at the depths, look at the the wisdom, the knowledge, and how unsearchable, how great and how grand he is, yet he's near, he's with us. It says that he has been our counselor. That's incredible. Like we cannot know the mind of God, but he's our counselor. Like we, we can't understand all of who he is, yet he's within us and he's guiding us. That's amazing. Like we could just sit in this passage and be moved to worship just considering how great he is, and that's what this passage is pulling out in us. That God is thrilling. Look, look at what He is, and, and all that He's done for us.
1: Amen, amen. I love that mm-hmm. so true, and I I love that you even think as we're looking to to Scripture. Let's not, you know, try to make lesser or or are uh, not uh, elevate what Scripture can really be as it illuminates um, for people new things and new thoughts about who God is, and um, hopefully inspires that wonder for us as we look to God's word. All right. But we turn then um, to direct our the people in our group to look out as we start to think, how does this scripture, how does this um, new thought possibly or this, you know, re-emphasized thought about God change the way we live? We also want to look out at our world and see how they're engaging with this outside of scripture, right? Outside of the norm or, um, or others in your life that may have been already experienced this. So the questions we have here are, what are some traps that people fall into amidst their boredom? That's believers and non-believers alike, but apart from this incredible scripture and truth where are people falling into traps and, um, and and are all stuck in boredom
0: yeah I see it all the time right now we have a 13 year old and she's great she's amazing uh, but there are so many times where we get home from something or we've done something and and the what are we doing next Where are we right. going next what's happening <laughs> what's happening next what are we doing tonight Can I go to this person's house Can I do this thing what are we doing now and I think there is this lie with boredom that we feel like we've always got to fill it with another act that the relief from our boredom was on the other end of some kind of other activity. And so that if we keep going and doing the thing and pleasure seeking, then we're going to be full. Then we're going to be content. I think there's some traps in that, that we think, man, I'm bored. There's something wrong with me then. So I need to go out outside of myself, have an experience, do something or other people are doing things that I'm missing out, missing out on. And it's in that place, right? Where the enemy can come and, and and cast kind of lies and, and remove us from the greatest adventure, which is in front of us.
1: Absolutely. So what I'm hearing you're saying is those traps might be, you know, just even patterns or like constantly feeding the monster, right? And then I know, you know, we've, we've kind of hit at this a couple times in this subject, but gone to some of the more darker places. If you haven't had the opportunity to invite those in your group that are wrestling with things like possibly alcoholism or depression, Mm -hmm. we do have incredible care and recovery support Mm -hmm. groups. And that doesn't mean that someone isn't in your life group anymore, but you want to make sure that. Each person is pursuing their own health and in attacking these specific issues that they have with the truth of God's word, with your community, but also with, also with enhanced and specialized care as we need it. So, as certain traps may come up um, that might feel like bigger than you know, just you know, things that you guys can tackle and pray for each other in the group. Know that we have um, additional resources for you as a leader to point them to. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Next up in this this lookout is really to help us understand, Okay, where might we even be dealing with this and not recognize that there's a trap happening in our life? Right. So the question says, how does culture affirm these seemingly thrilling things? Mm. What kind of jumps out at you, John?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I think culture is always going to tell you do more, do the next thing, jump into the next thing. And in doing this next thing is where you're going to find fulfillment. Yeah. And then we realize, oh, man, that didn't do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what's the next thing? Right. That we're adventure seeking. I mean, that's a whole thing right now, right? Adventure yeah, seeking. And we've all got this pent up kind of um, travel
1: bug.
0: Totally, totally. Yeah. We're, man, we can't wait to get out and go do this stuff. And we think that in going doing the stuff that our satisfaction is on the end of that experience. And we just know. We all know it to be true that after that experience, we're waiting for the next thing and the next thing. And the next thing. And culture is always affirming that and telling us to pursue that. And it's an endless cycle that will never be content. So Never true. be content seeking after those things.
1: So true. I mean, social media, I feel like, is such a no. good example of that. You know, you can hit viral one day and then yet you are you feel deficient if you're not getting a viral video. I mean, I see it at least in influencers or all kinds of different people. They're constantly seeking after the next most viral clip or the next like okay. or the whatever. You know, and that's just a small microcosm of a perpetual thing we see outside of social media in our own lives with one another. I mean, it, it really is right. ever present. Um, But of course, you know, these kind of conversations we're having, um, thinking about those in our lives, thinking about the culture constructs, um, we also then want to take this and apply it to our own lives and help our group um, really reflect on God's word as well as what we've seen to apply it to ourselves. And so this might be a little bit more of a hard turn, but I still think you should press into this question, um, moving from the thrilling things and how attractive they might seem onto how has God uniquely wired you to participate? So sometimes one of the best um, what I've seen, especially as me and my own group talk about how we're struggling with certain things, is often how can we employ ourselves in the way right. that God has made us as not, oh, well, I need more help. It's like, no, let's get outside of ourselves and and break this selfish hob habit. So right. much of boredom revolves around a selfish thinking mindset yeah. in, in participating in what God has called me to by serving others, serving the poor, serving the marginalized, and, um, yeah, helping out someone outside of myself. Yeah,
0: I think that's a great question. When we talk about participating in his purposes, I think it's both. It's it's an inward wiring. Mm -hmm. So your personal gifts, passions, experiences, and it's also an external awareness, right? So it's about this inward wiring, but also where have you been placed? Like what if the things that are surrounding you right now that you think are a source of boredom are meant to be the greatest source of mission and worship? Are you bored at work? What if actually you turn that into, man, God, how can I serve you? How are you going to show up where I'm placed right right now? In in your family, in your relationships, the things that might seem mundane and everyday routine that you might be bored of, what if that's the place where the inbreaking of the kingdom is designed to work? So his purpose is both internally, the way that you're wired, but externally, where you've been placed, like what if we were to the, view those
1: mm-hmm. as
0: an atmosphere of, of worship?
1: Yeah, I think that's actually perfectly tied into the next question mm. as well. How are you cultivating a passion for God and his right. mission in your life? That's being prayerful and seeing these opportunities in your lives as truly opportunities or seeing these moments of boredom, seeing um, these moments of weakness as being those things that God is inviting you to welcome him into and step in um, to his mission. So So good. Yeah.
0: I was watching this cheesy movie with the family the day called uh, Yes Day. Jennifer Gardner. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: But it's all about the parents that kind of give up with the kids and they're, they're tired of telling them no all the time. So like, you know what? We're going to have a yes day. Whatever you want to do. We're to, and of course, as the movie goes on, they they realize that the abundance of freedom, they, they can't quite take it. But uh, I, I do wonder often in our walk with the Lord, like, what if we woke up and said, you know what? This is a yes day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wherever you want me to go, whatever you're calling me to, whatever that nudge is, wherever I sense your spirit leading, you know, wherever I might be bored. What if I showed up and said, OK, the first thing on my mind when I wake up is is saying yes to him where he leads, where his purposes are calling you to. And I'm telling you, man, like if we live with that kind of posture, impossible to be bored. Impossible. If we say yes, I mean, it's what Jesus did. I only do what I see my father doing. I only say yes to where he's moving and where he's working. Um, I think for us, the same posture, man, of, man, God, where are you moving? Where are you working? Let me go after that and let me say yes. That's where we cultivate a passion for God's mission in our life is, is in that place of yes.
1: Place of yes, yeah. amen. We're really bringing a word today, John. Mm. I love it. I so appreciate it. So as we think about how do we say yes to the things in our lives, we also want to intentionally position our our groups, you as a life group leader, towards serving together in our community. A perfect and easy yes for your group to step into God's um, to God's um, yeah purposes that he's already working at our church. Mm -hmm. So um, we have shared with you this in our weekly um, life group leader email already, but we hope that you know that we have an exclusive opportunity for our life group leaders, as well as your serve champion, to sign up your group ahead of time before this next outreach um, campaign kicks off. And so next weekend, we'll begin a two-part series. So there'll be Two um, different um, sermon um, life group discussion guides that will follow along mm-hmm. with the For the Good series yep. that's all about um, how we as a church are Built to care and serve and love the city that we are in, and so to be able to do that, we want to be engaging as groups in incredible serve opportunities that the, our outreach team has lined up for us. So please work with your um, group this week, determining what's the best um, time and availability that you're able to step into one of our amazing outreach opportunities. But John, what are you really excited for as we look towards for the good series? Oh
0: First. man, I just love it. I mean, Mariners for those of you that or maybe newer. We have a lot of new folks. We have a lot of new life group leaders, right? True, Which is absolutely. incredible. We're so thankful for you. Man, it is a long history and heritage of, of Mariners to be a church that is you know, in the community for the community, that we, we serve others because we've been served by, by Jesus. And it's we see that time and time again, that the groups that have some of the most vitality, long-lasting, are groups that don't just huddle together, but they're groups that go out and scatter and live it out for others. So, man, you want to see vitality and, and health in your group and impact, serve others, serve others. And so we've got really practical, great ways for you to jump in and do that. And we look forward to to seeing you do that and then also encouraging and hearing the stories of how God works through you as you serve others for the good.
1: So great. Well, you guys, we're praying for you and we hope to see you at church in the coming weekends and serving with your groups. We love you. Amen.